to Shoot Podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years, and I'm passionate about our Second Amendment rights. <clears throat> In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as maybe I might throw in a sports story or a movie topic as well. So this is a Sunday, November 1. I hope everybody remembered to uh, turn their clocks back and got that extra hour of sleep. Uh, I did, and it was uh, well needed. This week has uh, been a quiet week for us in our household. We have had few activities, but we did watch my son get his, his I guess, cords or whatever that is for the National Honor Society that when he, for him when he's graduating. We had a celebration for the seniors of the cross-country team yesterday. Um, that was a tough moment. It is going to be, like I think I said last week, tough on a, as we go through a lot of these last that we're experiencing. But more importantly, right now, we are two days away from an election, an election that could determine for the direction of this country for a very long time. And if you have not voted and you want your Second Amendment rights, your right of free speech, your freedom of religion, all of those things protected, you don't want to go into a socialist type economy, you need to get out and vote. If you, on Tuesday, and you have to bring friends to vote. This is critical. We have to uh, get people out to vote, 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 as I keep saying. So a few things uh, this week, just talk about a few things that have happened as it pertains to the, the Second Amendment. The good news, uh, we talked a little bit about last week, but Amy Coney Barrett did get uh, confirmed and has been sworn in as our ninth Supreme Court Justice, replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She is now at work, and that is a very, very positive thing. You know, four years ago, I remember as we were going into the election, the biggest concern for me was the Supreme Court. I was very uh, suspect of Donald Trump, I think we've talked about, but I knew exactly where Hillary stood, and so I was voting against Hillary in in that respect. But we had one open Supreme Court spot, the one that Judge Gorsuch ended up uh, fulfilling, and as, it pertain- as we see now, we've had two more come open. So this uh, court could have swung widely the other direction if Donald Trump had not been elected. And that is still a vital thing as it pertains to this upcoming election and how our Second Amendment rights and protections are going to be viewed and ruled on by the Supreme Court. There's a lot of cases out there that could be coming up that could really swing things. And so getting uh, Judge Barrett on the court is important, but getting President uh, Trump reelected is just as important because we've already heard the rumors of stacking the court. So it won't do us any good if the leftists come in and, and plant two or three judges out of the blue that support their their views and swing the, the vote back the other way. I'm not sure what the constitutionality of all that is and how that'll be handled, but it is a, is a deep concern of mine. So that was one good news. Another piece of uh, Second Amendment news, which uh, is a little more concerning and, and again ties to this election, there is a law firm, a Washington D.C. law firm called the Wiley. The, it's a Wiley law firm, and they apparently represent a variety of different companies that import firearms into the United States. And this last week, they sent out a client alert to their clients about how the ATF is is changing their interpretation of for handgun imports. So I'm gonna. This, letter that they sent out is a a little lengthy, and I think I might just read from portions of it just to make sure that I get all the details right. So, And so I will be quoting a lot from their letter that they sent out to their clients. So 
from the beginning. It says, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives has recently changed the manner in which it interprets the statutory and regulatory definition of a handgun, thereby further limiting the types of firearms eligible for importation. These determinations are not public, so it is difficult for the regulating community to assess and track shifting agency positions. So this is typical ATF. They live in the gray zone so that they can move whichever directions they, they want to go. From the letter, they say... Despite ATF previously stating that there is no limit to how long or heavy a handgun should be to qualify as sporting under Section 925D3, ATF private classification letters issued within the past few months, so these are letters to companies regarding arms that they're trying to import, months indicating that the agency has shifted course by reinterpreting what constitutes a handgun in uh, company-specific letters, ATF takes the position that if a submitted firearm is too long or too heavy, it fails to meet the definition of a handgun under the con Gun Control Act, as it is not designed to be held and fired by the use of single hand. So, what this is approach is, and this is from the, their letter, this approach is, res is resulting in inconsistent determination of which the regular community should take note. So, what they're saying now is that some of these really AR or AK platform pistols that are being imported. Uh, one that is called out specifically here in the letter, let's see, was an HK, uh, an HK-91 pistol style submission, was light as eight pounds with a barrel length of, of eight and three-fourths inches and overall length of 21 three-fourths inches has been determined to fall outside the definition of a handgun. So these types of firearms are being prohibited to be importation. So in their letter, they begin listing some of the following objective design features in making their evaluation. Uh, it incorporates rifle sights. It uses rifle calibers such as 5.56 and 7.62. Incorporation of a rifle link barrel. The weapon's heavy weight. Ability to accept magazines at ranging capacity from 20 to 100 rounds. Overall length of the weapon, which creates a front-heavy imbalance when held in one hand. So again, a variety of different things, and again, the ATF is is again living in the gray zone, choosing to how they want to interpret things, and leaving manufacturers out there not knowing what they're going to do. Now, this is only in regards to the importation, but again, this does lead to the next step about current manufacturers in the United States, current owners of these types of firearms, and the fact that these now may fall in as AOWs, any other weapon in the National Firearms Act, and is going to require uh, registration and a tax stamp to own or maintain. And so that is the uh, essence of what's going on here, is that we don't know and then w w how the ATF is going to see these things. And why this is you know this is important again because this is a agency that is restricting our second amendment rights by the use of their policies and guidelines of, of for enforcement now Kamala Harris in her upcoming um, administration, yes, because it is going to be a Kamala Harris presidency. This is not going to be a Biden presidency. This, they, the, uh, in fact, the Biden campaign has introduced Kamala Harris as the next president of the United States. She has historically said that she would use executive orders 
to restrict gun rights. So this would be an excellent way for her to go about it is through the ATF and instructing the ATF in terms of how they need to enforce these policies. So this is something we've got to keep an eye out. This is, again, another reason why the uh, second the election, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I am because it is so important. It's going to be so important for us on Tuesday. Third, third story I just want to touch on real quick is Walmart. Earlier this week, Walmart instructed all their stores to remove all firearms and ammunition and off the shelves and to securely store them in the back uh, because of the current uh, society unrest. And so the looting and things like that, that they, and I can kind of understand, you know, the overall idea is, hey, we don't want them looting, breaking in, getting guns and, and so forth. And so they instructed to pull them back. But only about half of the Walmart stores now carry guns and ammunition. And so it's not all the Walmart stores. Well, two days later on Thursday or Friday, Walmart reversed that position, came back out and said, Hey, you know, put them back on. And I think this is market forces that were delivering that were speaking here because like I said, they only have about gun sales in about half their stores. And those are stores that are typically more out in rural communities, more in the red states. We do not, they're not selling guns out of Walmarts in Portland, Oregon or uh, Philadelphia, where the crazy left are doing the rioting. So Walmart's probably looking at it and saying, wait a minute, we're right in the beginning of hunting season. Christmas is coming up and we are pulling off probably one of their, their more biggest selling items during this time of year off the shelves. And from areas that are sane folks that respect the Second Amendment, respect legal gun ownership, and decide to, to put them back on the shelves. So interesting story. You know, Walmart. I've had issues with Walmart. They've got some. They've had some liberal ideas and philosophies, which I don't understand based based on the fact that they are, you know, based out of Arkansas. But they are nationwide now, and they must bend to what we all perceive to be the uh, popular opinion, which has just happened to be the louder opinion or the squeaky wheel, as you as we've, we always say. So those are just three stories I want to touch on this week. Again, just kind of showing how important this election is in terms of our Second Amendment. I will say it again. Go out and vote. Take friends to vote. <laughs> I'm joking, but if you can vote twice, three times, four times, vote, vote, vote. And if you like this podcast, share it with others. Get it out. You know, there's all other uh, sorts of podcasts out there. Information we've got to get around the mainstream media because they are not putting out the message. They are blocking everything and the truth from everybody. So we've got to share information in our in our own circles and spread it out that way organically. It is important to get the word out about this, what is going on in our country. So if you like this podcast, rate it, subscribe to it. My contact information will be in the uh, show notes. And as always, I'm going to end the podcast with, uh, what, in Biden's own words, what he's going to do if, if elected as it pertains to our Second Amendment rights. Who in God's name needs a weapon that can handle a hundred rounds? For God's sake. I think we have to, in fact, have universal background checks, eliminate assault weapons as uh, being illegal to be sold or owned in the United States, as well as uh, limiting the number of bullets that can be in a, in a clip to 10.
vividness. The tragedy that results from the wide and easy availability of guns with firepower that overwhelms our police, of weapons that have, in my view, no place in hunting or sport, and whose only function, only real function, is to kill human beings uh, at a ferocious pace. Was the assault weapons ban effective? It was effective in the sense that there were fewer mass shootings that occurred, so I think it reduced anxiety considerably. gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Period.